You are listening to Not Your Average Podcast in the 716 with your host T and Mike on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Alex slinging it towards the end zone. It's caught Beasley for the touchdown. What's up, everybody? I am back again. I'm solo. This is Not Your Average Podcast in the 716, and I have a great guest today, but I'm going to let him introduce himself. This is an honor for me. I've wanted you on for a long time, and I finally got you. So go ahead, mister. Well, T, it's Dave Myers, the founder of Built in Buffalo. And yes, we have been trying to do this for so very long, but unfortunately, <laughs> life life happens uh, scheduling happens and, but I am to a point where I am ready to get back into the audio video content creating world. And this is a great, great place to start. Um, T is amazing. I love her. Um, she is one of the cornerstones of built in Buffalo and I can't wait to talk about free agency because legal tampering starts tomorrow. So yes. And you already know they're talking, they've been talking, but Technically, they can't really talk until right. tomorrow. Um, so let's get into that, some of that. Well, let's first start um, with the combine and um, any takeaways for you. I know we discussed off off mic about our, our combine takes, but what is yours? Uh, give me a wide receiver. Um, okay. There's a lot of them that are there. You know, Josh Downs, Jalen Hyatt, Zay Flowers. Um, there's a lot of these guys that I feel – could be day one picks if they're there at 27. It all depends on what Mr. Bean and his scouts want to do. Um, they have never gone wide receiver, running back, tight end, offensive lineman in round one. Uh, Josh is the only offensive player they've taken in the first round. So it will be interesting to see how they value uh, these guys. And, you know, a lot of things are going to play out in the next couple of days as far mm-hmm. as free agency. And I think that's going to set us up for the draft to see, you know, where the pieces fall. Um, but yeah, I mean the spandex Olympics, I'm not a huge fan of, <laughs> you know, the, the three cone drills and the high jumps and, and the verticals and all that stuff. I do think it equates, you know, somewhat to the pro game. And we have guys like Lance um, and Peter that mm-hmm. they're all about, you know, what these guys can do in this and that. And it's, for me, it's, I want to. I watch the film. I don't watch the the combine. I watch the film of what these guys did in college, and then I try to see how that equates, you know, to the pro game and to what the Bills, you know, schemes, whether it's offensive, defense, they they want to do. So, not 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 a big over the top guy that is rah rah about the combine. I do check it out just to kind of see how certain players perform, especially the top names that everybody's always talking about. Um, it's nice to know that we don't have to look at these quarterback prospects anymore, yes. anytime soon. Um, and we can kind of focus on the other key positions that we need. So, right. um, to me, combine was what it was. I mean, I did like some of the defensive tackles that came out. Some of these guys like, uh, Kalijah Kansi, who were, uh, who ran a, a four, six which is insane for a mm-hmm. 300 plus pound man. Um, but other than that, I'm, I've been beating my chest for an offensive lineman and, to watch what they do at the combines different because you want to watch, um, 
you know, not the speed, but you want to watch what they can do with, you know, the bench press and and, yeah. and stuff like that to kind of see where the strength comes from and stuff like right. that. But yeah, combine to me, it's just, it, it happens. And we have some guys on our, on our team that, that do a great job looking at the prospects. So I'm good with that. Yeah. Peter and Lance, like you said, do a great job um, putting that stuff out there. And I read everything that they put out there because I'm, I'm with you. I, I watch it because it's on and it's football and I still, you know, love to see maybe some potential guys getting drafted to the Buffalo bills. And like you said, weapons, Josh need weapons, 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 weapons. If I can't stress it enough, weapons and some offensive linemen. Um, I just, like you said, I, I'm not, fully in gulch when it comes to the combine, because I mean, like, what are you supposed to be looking for? You know what I mean? I want to see the guys, how they play in college, how they're going to match up against some guys in the NFL. I'm really not, I, I love to see them run, you know, great. Awesome. But I'm, I'm just not, I'm not interested. I, I like, I look for other people who know better than me and what they're impressed with. But I, I like some of the wide receivers that um, that they were targeting the Buffalo Bills too. But I know this is a heavy um, tight end draft, so it'll be um, interesting to see because I have a question for you about about the tight ends actually. But let's let's um, switch it up to a little bit of a free agency, which you we said that starts tomorrow. Um, players or players that you think that would be a good fit for the Buffalo Bills? Oh, I have a I have a huge list. Um, <laughs> We were going to do this last week, and that's kind of changed because of some of the stuff that did, you know, transpire over the week. Like Robert Woods, I thought he got, I, I thought he got overpaid. If I'm being honest, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, but the Texans like, wow. have a lot of money, and they have, you know, I love D'Amico Ryan's, and I think that mm-hmm. he needs to be given a chance to actually develop players, bring in guys. He's a defensive-minded coach, you know, similar to Sean McDermott. So I think. He's trying to put his stamp on a lot of stuff. And I know the GM is the one that signed Robert Woods, but, you know, ultimately he's he's corresponding with it with his head coach. I just, you know, there's there's a lot of positions. I, and I, you know, I saw that Joe Marino um, from Lockdown Bills put out something this morning about what's what's your dream scenario and what's uh-huh. your doom, your doom scenario. Um, dream scenario for me would be a starting left guard and a wide receiver, too. Um, that would be to me just an absolute knock it out of the park. You know, we have a starting left guard. We don't have to draft one Um, in the early rounds. We could draft one later on and develop if we want. And then just a guy that's a bona fide wide receiver too, whether that be via free agency or a trade. Um, Because I look at free agency in the, the, the league year different than a lot of people do Mm -hmm. Um, because it's not just about the free agents. It's not always just about the free agents. There's a lot of times when I'm on board with finding a guy that would work for the Bills that's already on another team. I'm okay with making a trade for, you know, a DeAndre Hopkins if he's still right. out there. Um, guys of that magnitude, I'm, I'm okay with – because you're going to spend a day one or day two pick on, on a wide receiver, hopefully. You might as well try to get one, trade a day two pick, and figure out the contract stuff later on. Um but to me, it you know, the doom situation would be we overspend on a defensive end um, because gotcha. Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott love their defensive line rotation. I wouldn't mind getting a veteran, but I don't want to overspend on a defensive end. Um, I feel like we need to develop who we have um, and kind of go forward. I, in, unless 
you know, some stuff happens this week where, you know, we have AJ Epinesa, we have Boogie Basham, we have these guys that we don't know what we're doing with them um, as far as are they part of the future of this team? Like, we don't we don't know that. Only Brendan Bean knows that and Sean McDermott. They're the only ones that know how much of a role these guys are going to have um, because AJ Epinesa has been here three years already. And, and he quietly had like 6.5 sacks. Exactly. And then, I was like, really? And then, I had to but, go back. Wasn't it in our chat? Yeah. Yeah. It was in the, our, our group chat. And what, what irritates me, and a lot of people have already given up on AJ Epinesa, but we, we had AJ Epinesa, then we brought in Shaq Lawson. No knock on Shaq Lawson because mm. I love Shaq Lawson. Mm, I've actually met Shaq Lawson. He's a great guy. Um, but that kind of, I think, hindered the progression of AJ Epinesa because now they're splitting reps. Yeah. Um, same thing with Jordan Phillips. I love Jordan Phillips and what he does for that, for the bills locker room. As that far first, as, what, three, four games. He was yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then when he was here before he left to go to Arizona, he was, he had that nine and a half sack season. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, we're bringing back guys that are taking away snaps from guys that we're, you know, we're trying to develop. Right. Um, and, and those, those type of situations in free agency with Brandon Bean kind of irritate me. Um, the same thing with the wide receiver position. And I know I'm going off way off oh, topic you're good. here. You're good. Um, the situation with the wide receiver position last year, um, say what you want about Isaiah Hodgins. I think we all loved him, but we didn't let him develop properly because he was injured his first two years. Yes. So then we, you know, we release him and we side with Jake Kumaro because he's a veteran. Well, Jake Kumar was on IR last year. Isaiah Hodgins went to the Giants. Yes, they had wide receiver issues, but so did we. So yeah. did the Bills. The Bills still had wide receiver issues. And then Brandon Bean, about 10 games into the season, realized that, you know, oh, crap, like we have no depth. Like McKenzie didn't work out. Kumaro's on IR. We're not using, you know, Khalil Shakir for whatever reason. And don't don't get me started on that. Um, so let's go <laughs> sign John Brown off the street and Cole Beasley off the street because they're familiar with the offense. It's just things like that kind of irritate me this off season. And I've told so many people that this is besides the Josh Allen year where we needed a franchise quarterback. This is the biggest year for Brandon Bean free agency wise, because this team is really good, but they haven't been able to get over the, the you know, the elimination games in the playoffs. You know, they you, sound, able- you sound like um, Diggs right now because he's saying the same thing. And, I mean, not so many words because I don't know yeah. how, you know, but you sound just like the frustration. You can hear it because of, like he said, we have all the weapons. We have a great team. What am I missing? What is going on? What's exactly. the disconnect? Exactly. And I, I'm not I, I don't I'm not pointing fingers and I never mm-hmm. do that. And I don't know what happens in that locker room. And I was one of the first people that came out and, and defended Stefan Diggs because if, if anybody does anything competitive, we're, we're in a, a content creating world, right? We're very competitive. We're always right. looking to get that edge. And when somebody does something better than us and we feel like we're just kind of stuck in the mud, we get irritated. We get mad. Yeah. Um, if anybody in here that, that's listening has siblings, they argue with them all the time. That's a part of growing, Absolutely. right? You learn and you adapt and you move on. And for everyone to say he's a diva, see, we told you this is what happened in Minnesota. He He's showing out Josh. He shouldn't have done that. He wears his emotions on his sleeve. And Brandon Bean even said, I have no issues with him being the way he is. And I I don't like people pointing fingers saying, well, he shouldn't have done that to Josh. It was on national television. And it was during a time when they probably should have been 
coming together to no, he's sick of having a hundred receptions, setting franchise records for nothing. He's he's over that. He wants right. to figure out how do we get from dominating to being dominated in the playoffs. Like what is yeah. what is the disconnect? So absolutely. Anyways. <laughs> I, know, I told you I took that I took that way off topic. No, you're good. No, it's 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 fine because um, like we said off mic, it's just something the off season for me. I am feeling a little bit uneasy because of things that are that happened in the Buffalo Bills, which never happened before. I mean, like I said before, the drought is the drought, but we had Leslie Frazier gone. They fired their safety coach. Um, we don't know who's calling the plays. Uh, well, I mean, not the defensive side of it. The offensive coordinator is everybody wants fired as well. Um, Stefan Diggs has his issues. Now Ed Oliver is saying stuff on Instagram. It's a lot. Oh, even Poyer and freaking Edmonds may be gone. So there's a lot of are we going to pay them? And I know probably Poyer is gone, you know, and it's sad, but sometimes – you have to make these business decisions. Tremaine Edmonds, I'm going to be upset. But again, it's business. So I'm uneasy. And if I'm uneasy, and I know there's a lot of Bills Mafia uneasy as well. So Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, I think Poyer, the, the writing was on the wall um, when nothing was happening during the season. Um, I think I want to say preseason. They're yeah, in camp. I mean, I, and – we could talk about Tremaine Edmonds in a minute because I have a lot of theories on that. But like the thing with Poyer, I think the Bills were and Brandon Bean was trying to see how the season was going to play out, mm-hmm. how he was going to perform, and then stuff happened. Right? You know, Micah Hyde went out, and that hurt Jordan Poyer a lot. Absolutely. You, got, you know that that absolutely affected his play, gave him, I want to say, a little bit of a different role. More um, responsibilities. In, exactly. In the defense. And then he was injured for the whole season. If it mm-hmm. wasn't one thing, it was another. If it wasn't his elbow, it was his lung. If it wasn't his lung, it was his foot. It was like there was just stuff that was lingering. So I'm kind of torn because I don't know if they got a fair assessment of his 2022 season. Right. Because his running mate wasn't there. Right. Micah right. Hyde wasn't there. You know, we had the influx of the, the CB position where we were using Dane Jackson and Shredavious White was coming back and, mm-hmm. you know, Kyrie Elam, they were rotating in there and all this stuff was happening. And then he was injured. So I think Bean finally realized that he's an aging safety. You know, we need to reset this position, which they should have done two years ago in the draft. Absolutely. And had him on the team playing special teams and, and learning and developing from two of the best to do it with the Bills and Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Um, and then I think that I, I, I think that Brandon Bean isn't good with breakups. Um, <laughs> you said I, that. I was like, wow. I know that sounds funny, but like the whole John Brown thing a couple years ago, remember mm-hmm. when John Brown was like, Yeah, I would have restructured my contract to stay, but they didn't they never ask. They never even asked. Um, and then like this whole thing. I think Jordan Poyer is just frustrated. Um, and I think he, de- you know, rightfully so deserves a contract or not a contract, but a conversation with, with Brandon Bean about, Hey, what are we doing? If, if I'm not coming back, okay, just can we, can we talk about it? Like what's right. What's going on? So now Tremaine Edmonds is a completely different situation. Why they did not extend him last off season 
I don't know. They spent four years at that point developing this man who is still young and you could still give another four year, three or four year contract to and get him before he hits massive market, you know, mm-hmm. you know what the market's required for him because now, Absolutely. now he's going to warrant a lot more money than he would have warranted last off season. And Tremaine Edmonds was like, all right, fine. I'm going to bet on myself and I'm going to go out there and have arguably my best coverage season. And yeah. One of his, according to PFF, it's one of his best seasons that he's had. So statistically, it's not. Statistically, it's like his third best season in his career. But if you watch him play, the team is different when he's not on the field. Absolutely. It's it's 100%. Teams can't use, offensive teams can't use the, the middle of the field like they want to when Tremaine Edmonds is there because of his length and his range and his speed and stuff like that. And I hope I hope he gets paid. If it's by the Bills, it's, it's even better. Um, I, I like him a lot. I've been defending him seemingly for three years. I know um, on my pod, I do it with Mike. Mike did not like Tremaine. He didn't want Tremaine signed. He didn't want to resign. I'm like, Mike, you have to understand this guy is doing what the coaches want him to do. The thing about it is like when you know you have the ability to do something, but when they're telling you, this is what I want you to do. I said, you have to understand that's his role. That's his role. Right. You know, and he was like, he's just not a splash player. He's not hitting the holes. Maybe that's not what they want him to do. But last offseason, Leslie Frazier kind of challenged him. He wanted him to make those splash plays. He wanted him to maybe not think as so much. Be And I don't, don't, you can't teach instincts. You either have it or you don't. And I just don't think Tremaine has those instincts. I think he's slow when it comes to reactions. Yeah, I I, I agree 100%. I I still think I mean he's he's still developing, right? Yes. And and I know people don't want to hear that and they want to say well he's played 5 years. Well, he's still a young man who's still He was 19 when he came into the league. Yeah, he's I mean he's still developing into the ultimate player that he's going to be and just having him on the field warrants teams giving him money because mm-hmm. they know what he means to a defense. He may not be making splash plays and I'm, I'm a hundred percent okay with him not making splash plays. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with him doing his job and doing his job well and being that presence in the middle of the field next to Matt Milano, that makes it hard for teams to prepare and do things. Um, we always have talked about how tight ends have kind of, you know, eaten up the bills over the, in the previous years, this past season, that didn't happen at all. The Bills shut down tight ends all season this year. There was a couple times here and there where some guys had some decent games. But if you look at what Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds together, and that's probably the main reason why I want to keep Tremaine Edmonds is because I want those two to at least play until Matt Milano's contract is out. Um, But if he's offered $20 and Bean thinks that that's too much, and, you know, again, we have to – we have to think about these guys like Jordan Poyer and Tremaine Edmonds in a, in a different way. We have to think about scheme, right? Because mm-hmm. we all talk about Tredavious White and about how he is a zone corner and the scheme is perfect for how he plays. Well, maybe that's the same thing for Jordan Poyer. He might go to Miami and he may shit the bed in Miami. Pardon my French, but he may not be the same guy. You know, he may go somewhere else and may not be the same guy who has an all pro safety playing next to him, an all pro linebacker, 
he had an all pro corner in Tredavious White and he has Tremaine Edmonds. He may not have all of that. So he may, he may be asked to do more stuff. I don't think he's going to completely be a disaster wherever he goes, but he may not perform like he did in Buffalo. Same with Tremaine Edmonds. He may not have this huge support system in this scheme that makes him be as productive as he's been. You know what I'm saying? And I know, I know the bills and Leslie Frazier slash Sean McDermott ask him to do a lot of stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. And, you know, he's, he's plugging gaps and stuff so that Milano can get outside. He's doing a lot of stuff in coverage that just doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but I'm not sure. And he has to know that, right? Tremaine has to know that yeah. if I go to the Texans, if I go to the bears or the, the giants or the giants do, yes, there's some familiar faces in the room, but you know, do they have the players that around me are going to keep me where I'm at? At, yeah. at, this, at this playing level. Do you they have that Matt Milano? Right. Do they, Robin. Yeah. Yeah. Do they? And, and it's all about, and he may go to a team like, you know, the Eagles or somebody that's got a good front four mm-hmm. and he plays better because. The but Bills I think he, that was to, the reason why he did play better this year because our, our front four was better. Right. Yeah. When Vaughn was, when Vaughn was playing, the mm-hmm. front four was a lot better. And you know, you watch, and there's games that, like like the Chiefs game, right? Yeah. The Bills, the Bills defense did so much. They yeah. masked so much that it got the film got studied by so many people about how the coverage, yep. including the linebackers, was so different. And it was um, so yeah. And it was so good based off of what they were trying to do. The, and the then disguises you had, that they did that game. Yeah. And then you had Vaughn Miller, who actually was able to contain Patrick Mahomes to an extent. You can mm-hmm. only contain oh, him yeah. so much. But yeah, so I, I mean Tremaine Edmonds, if if he goes, he's gonna go. He's gonna get paid and he, rightfully so he should. Um, and if he comes back, he comes back. You know, I think right. I think Bean is right now is fifty fifty and you know, we got to be looking at uh, a replacement that's not a draft pick. We have to be looking at some of these guys like, you know, the Bobby Wagners mm-hmm. and the Levante Davids. And people are like, oh, my gosh, they're never going to pay for that. Well, if you're going to pay Jermaine Edmonds $15 million, you might as well pay Bobby Wagner $12 million Yeah. If you can. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, it's, it's definitely going to be the, the – the, it's going to be a stressful um, couple of days but like you said, if he's going to pay, why not pay a Bobby Wagner? I, I can see Bobby Wagner coming in here and playing for the Buffalo Bills. I can see that easily. Yeah, but abs- you absolutely. you better draft somebody, too. I, I don't right. see. I don't know about. Um, oh, my God. What was the guy's name? I Beth, not Beffert. Bernard. Yeah. Terrell Bernard. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I, I know he plays uh, special teams, but I don't know. He didn't play a lot last year. You know, I, I, we don't know about um, what's the other guys. Spectre. Yeah, Balen Specter. We don't really know what he is capable of doing. I, I that that third round pick was so perplexing to me. I don't know if there's something that they thought they can use some sort of you know like AJ Klein packages that they thought that they were going to use him in, but then they went and they signed AJ Klein during the season. He got released <laughs> right. and they picked him up the same day, and he, he played he played the same week he was mm-hmm. signed. So, and and. Terrell Bernard was inactive in the playoffs. He didn't even yep. play on special teams. So what are we doing? That's that's another thing that, that irritates me about, about Brandon Bean. Like, 
we need to stop giving, and I said this in our group chat, we need to stop giving these contracts to these special teams guys. I mean, yeah. I understand special teams is very important to Sean McDermott. He harps on it. I mean, look at what um, Naheem Hines was able to right. do with the returns against the Patriots game. I don't, I, that game, I think, is on the fringe of who knows if we win that game if he doesn't have those two returns because the, the game was close. Yeah. But, I mean, you draft guys, and if you're not going to use them on the active roster to, you know, fill in and play and get reps, put them on special teams. You have Saran Neal making three, three, almost four million a year to play special teams. He's mm-hmm. not your your contingency plan at safety or at cornerback. He's just not. And when he he's, comes out there, I'm always nervous. Yeah, he's 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 that backup nickel corner that he's never going to be a guy who's going to give you production from that position. He's a special right. teams guy. Like the Taiwan Joneses and the Tyler Matakevichs, those guys, those contracts we can't do anymore. Yeah. And I feel like we won't because we didn't we don't have the money we did a couple years ago when they were signed. Um but yeah, the, it concerns me that if, if we do sign a free agent linebacker, like what's the plan? Same with safety. If we find, if we sign a free agent safety, like what's the plan? Unless it's like a 25 year old or 26 year old guy, mm-hmm. like what's the plan to replace Micah Hyde? Right. You know what I mean? Like, is it Christian Benford? Like he played safety a couple games in college. Like, is that, is that going to be our new safety? Like try it out and see what happens, but you gotta have a backup plan. And that's for sure. And that's like with the draft where I think Bean kind of falls off is like he kind of gets complacent. Like the offensive line has been a disaster since Josh has been here. Mm -hmm. Like we've got a couple pieces, but we don't have the whole line. But now it's a problem. So I'm hoping now it's going to be addressed. Okay. well, um, in the preseason and we're talking about we were talking about tight ends earlier on the preseason. We saw a 12 men um, personnel. Do you think. With this tight end class being full, do you see them getting a tight end and doing a combination of a 12-man um, personnel? Because I think that's one of the combinations that we we didn't really stress too much. We didn't even do a lot of that personnel in this offense, and it was missing. I mean, there was a lot missing in this offense when it came to Ken Dorsey, but do you see them doing uh, two tight end sets? You know, it's – it's funny because Tommy Sweeney has been on this roster for a while and he's never utilized. Um, and it could be because of, you know, skill set and things like that. And he's just not productive. Um, Quentin Morris, I think he's, he, he's a guy that is serviceable, mm-hmm. um, but he's more of a depth guy. And we don't know what Ken Dorsey likes to do. We don't know right. if he wants to run two tight end sets and run 12 personnel. Um, I mean, Dawson Knox is Dawson Knox. We, I think right. we know who he is. I feel like his blocking's gotten better, which a lot of people. It had they, to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, when they think about tight ends, all that they think about is catching the ball and making big plays that we have to remember that the bills relied heavily on Dawson Knox because of how bad the offensive line was this yep. year to be that that sixth offensive lineman a lot. Um, and he improved. I mean, you know, the more reps he got, um, and we got to remember too, Dawson Knox is only, I believe, in his fifth year of playing the position because he played quarterback in high school yep. and he played two years at Ole Miss and he wasn't targeted hardly ever or used because of the offense that they run. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. That's a really good question. I think it would be, it, it would be smart to help Josh give him more, um, blocking ability up front, helping with the run blocking as well as giving him another target and another weapon on on offense. But I don't know how they value the position. I don't 
one thing that irritates me is how quickly Bean was to give Dawson Knox a contract without, you know, he had the breakout season with the nine touchdowns, and then all of a sudden they gave him money. And then Tremaine Edmonds, like, I feel like they were still kind of waiting to see what happened with, you know, four years, okay, year five, what are we going to do? But yeah, I was shocked that they didn't do Tremaine and then Knox. I was really shocked. Yeah. I thought they I, would do Tremaine. I don't know what they're going to do at the tight end position. I think they'll draft one, but I don't think it'll be until day three. I think mm-hmm. it'll be a day three project. Um, I don't think they value the position to take one heavily or early on, you know, day one or day two. Right. Okay. Um, I think we, as Bills Mafia, Bills fans, have seen the frustration when it came to our defense in the playoffs. And we know that we have, like, the top top three on um, the last four years, uh, top three defense the last four years. Um, do you see that the defense scheming is the defensive scheme will change? And we know, like Sean spoke about it at the combine, that he doesn't want to call the defense because he doesn't, doesn't want to um, spread himself too thin. Do you see the defense scheme changing? And we know that the hands is actually Sean McDermott's hands. Do you see anything changing? See anything changing? Um, it, it it really depends on if McDermott is serious about calling plays. I feel like there has been plenty of times, and I point out the Ravens game from this past season. Uh-huh. Um, there are, if you watch that game, the first half, and then you watch the second half, and you kind of put them side by side. Sean McDermott was absolutely calling plays in the second half. The defense was playing different. Um, I'm not saying that Sean McDermott is going to have this. He's going to have this master class of defense this season, and we're going to have 75 sacks and you know a bazillion turnovers, and we're going to do this and that. But I'm not a fan of him calling plays because I feel like there was already some in-game management issues with Sean McDermott, and that's not just on the defensive side of the ball. That's Offense, special teams, calling timeouts, two-minute drill, challenging plays, doing, you know, it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff, and I want him to be the CEO of the team. I want him to be, okay, you know, whoever's the defensive coordinator's got this, we got the offensive coordinator and special teams, and not saying he can't, because do, Akeem always says, do what got you hired, and him being a really good defensive coordinator with the Eagles and the Panthers is what ultimately got him the job in Buffalo, I believe, but um, a thing on Frazier is I, I, I don't know what happens in the postseason if his message isn't the same, if if he's just not connecting with the with, with the locker room the same in the postseason as far as preparation and watching mm-hmm. film. But you look at the last three losses and it's bad. It's the defense is historically bad yeah. um, compared to what they are the entire season. And to continue to have a top three defense for, for four years is hard to do, especially with how many different people beans been bringing in on, on the defensive line, right? We've had all these changes because the, the back, the back seven pretty much for the most part's been the same Hyde uh-huh. Boyer, Jermaine Milano, Trey, and then whoever our CB two is at the time and Taron Johnson. So I don't know. I, I just, there's we could go on and on about Leslie Frazier. I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. hijack, I don't want to hijack the show. No, um, you're good. <laughs> and and I don't think that he stepped away. Um, if I'm being honest, I think that it was a mutual agreement. Yeah, to it's, part, it's too late. Ways. To, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's been I, coaching for 40 years. Now all of a sudden you need to take a breath. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like you've been here before, you've lost before in the playoffs. Like it's not something that you haven't had to wrap your head around. Um 
But I will say this. It depends on what the Bills do in free agency and the draft. I could see the Bills having more of a pass rush heavy defense with Sean McDermott. Um, that's what he did in Carolina. That's what he did in Philadelphia. Um, and then the secondary can be the secondary because we have questions at safety and at corner. Is Trey, when's Trey going to turn back into Trey? If he does, uh-huh. you know, Kair Elam's still young. He only started a handful of games. So if we can get more of a pass rush, on top of the fact, if we lose Tremaine, we're now inserting a new, you know, Mike linebacker in there. Right. So let him get after the quarterback. And, you know, if you want, you can go get Frank Clark and I'll, I'll be happy. So. Oh, sh- that I love, man, you just got me. Woo! I love, I, I love Frank Clark that he's no longer on the, <laughs> the Chiefs. Chiefs. I think, <laughs> I think he's a beast. I think he's a beast. Um, yeah, he's a beast. I, I would love to see him in the Buffalo Bills jersey. Um, we're gonna switch it over to the offense, and we know that Sean wants a balanced offense and establish the run game. How many touches do you see James Cook having? in this offense for the bills to be an explosive um, offense. How do realistically, probably not enough. Um, you guys all know, I think everybody knows. I love James cook when they picked mm-hmm. him. I was, I was ecstatic. I think that he is everything that his brother Delvin is and more. Um, I think he's a little bit faster. I think he's got better field vision. Um, I put together a two or three minute video just of some of his runs. Yes. And if you watch his change of direction, if you watch the vision he has to hit the holes and it's not easy to hit a hole in the bills offensive line, because the first hole is not there. You have to be patient and find a a crack or a seam to, you know, to get to the second level. Um, And as far as touches, that doesn't have to be just carries. Um, I think that we utilized him incorrectly. If you, if you remember, you watch a game, Josh snaps the ball, and then there's James Cook just standing three yards in front of him. Mm-hmm. And they did that over and over and, and over. Old. It was like, <laughs> throw the ball to him. He's tackled by a linebacker immediately. Like, you know, he didn't even have a chance to make a move. Let's use the screens. Yeah. Let's let's do some option plays. Let's do some stuff. Let him run routes. He can run routes. He can line up in the yes. slot. He, um, was, he would line up in a slot a, a few times. Yeah. But just, it wasn't – they didn't do anything. Like, it was just he's there. It's a decoy. Yeah, I think it all depends on what, how much Ken Dorsey can adapt from year one to year two. Take a lot of, he. I think there's some soul searching that had to be done with him, thinking that he was going to step into, and we all did the same thing. We thought he was just going to step right in, and it was going to be seamless. Right. But there was some execution issues as far as the offensive line, which just hindered everything they tried to do. But one thing that irritates me about Ken Dorsey is these long developing plays that. Yes, to draw up like stop like and I understand maybe it was because he's hindered at wide receiver too. Gabe Davis cannot run the entire route tree. He's he's a he's a deep threat. He's a guy that's going to get downfield and muscle his way to get open and make big plays. Mm -hmm. And this is what irritates me is that you have Khalil Shakir, who I think is wide receiver too right now. Honestly, he can be a slot receiver. He can be an outside receiver. He can make athletic play in and out. Yeah, he can run the entire route tree. Um, his footwork and his hands and they weren't using him with slant routes or quick routes. They were relying too much on Isaiah McKenzie. That wasn't working. Then they were, yep. they brought in John, the John Brown experiment for, you know, two targets. A game. And then yep. finally Cole Beasley, when he got here, they finally started using him in the playoffs, but it's all, a lot of this stuff is going to depend on how Ken Dorsey grows this off season and how he 
feels the players that he has, hopefully with some additions, can actually, you know, execute the plays that he wants to draw up. You know, don't throw mm-hmm. if it's third and four. Don't why are we throwing 40 yards downfield like that doesn't make any sense to me. But maybe he didn't trust his guys. So it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, it's also Josh and, you know, Josh trusts certain people. And when you have a quarterback that only that when you brought back John Brown and, and Nicole Beasy, he trusts those guys. He trusts those guys will be where they're supposed to be. And I think for Shakir, another year under his belt will allow Josh to quote unquote, see him. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I I see Shakir blossoming in this offense, hopefully um, this season coming up. But we're going to switch it up a little bit because I'm going to play a game. It's it's called this. Yeah, it's no, it's (laughs) real simple. It's called this or that. So let me do this first. You can get with this, or you can get with that. You can get with this, or you can get with that. You should get with this. You got the black sheep remix over there. Yeah. <laughs> what you know Look about you. that? <laughs> oh, come on now. I know about black sheep, but it's either you take this or that. So I'm going to okay. give you. Um. So we could just start. So football or basketball? Oh, football. Okay. Podcasting or radio? Podcasting. R&B or hip-hop? Hip-hop. Okay. Morning person or late night person? Night owl. <laughs> I, I, need um, about 13, I need about 13 cups of coffee just to function in the morning. I know. You're like, hold on. Let me get, let me get it together. <laughs> I'm like, cool. I'm a morning person because I have a four-year-old, a five-year-old, and two 10-year-olds. So I'm a morning person. I have kids know. too, but it's just um, like, okay, all right, fine, let's go, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> let's do this. Um, off, wait, playoff or regular season? Regular season. Really? Okay. Super Bowl or NFL, or I'm sorry, NBA finals? Oh, Super Bowl. Okay. NBA All Star or NFL Pro Bowl? Uh, NBA all kind of suck. Yeah. Slam <laughs> um, dunk contest. How about that? <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, free agency or draft? Free agency. Okay. This is very important. This last one. Blue cheese or ranch? Blue cheese. Stop. 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 <laughs> stop. stop it. You see that they're coming out with the blue cheese ice cream? That's, no, no. A ranch, ranch ice cream? That's that's disgusting. And my daughter will probably love it because she puts ranch on everything and it breaks my heart. It breaks oh my, my heart. God, I, I seen it and I was like, what is this thing here? It looks, it looked disgusting. Uh, um, if you could drop one social media platform, which will it be? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok? TikTok. Oh, okay. Cool. I mean, cool. I, I don't do anything with TikTok except watch them. I don't. You know, oh, okay. Interact. I you don't, don't make post, them. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't do anything. I, I watch some funny videos, but yeah, that's me too. I don't do. I mean, I do post because I have a podcast. But other than that, I don't really. I don't do too much of that that stuff on there. Nah. But uh, uh, that's it. This was very light, very easy. Awesome. I, I I thank you for coming in. Like I said, I wanted you on my show forever, and I like you said, our schedules just did not meet up. But I am. So glad you came on. I need to have you back on once we get the free agencies and the draft done. 
I got to have you back on to get your um, thoughts on our team because <laughs> I'm a little nervous about this yeah, offseason. I think so too. Yeah, I'll be – so I, I'm actually building a studio for – my cool. stuff like finally like it's been like three years in the making like of makeshift like stuff going on um just personal life things that have been going on transpiring i moved a couple times a lot of mm-hmm. stuff's been happening so um this season i'll be all over the place you guys are all going to get sick of my face or my voice or hey. or any of that so um yeah absolutely t and, and then once i start doing live shows i'll definitely have you and mike or just you on, on the yeah. show and we'll, we'll do all that stuff so awesome awesome great. Thank you. Tell where I'll tell the people where they can find you. Uh, if you like my um, defending of Josh Allen and <laughs> some, I, I make some some highlight videos and stuff like that. Um, I'm on Twitter at dm3bib, um, and then of course, if you guys follow Built in Buffalo, um, I'm kind of the guy behind the curtain that that makes that whole thing run. We have a great team, but I'm kind of the guy behind the curtain that does all the mm-hmm. behind the scenes stuff that gets everything going. But yeah. Yeah, and we, you got to bring bring back Bill. Was it Bill's Allergy? Bill's Allergy. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, me and Akeem are. It's coming back. It's going to be Saturday nights on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We are absolutely just chomping at the bit. Um, that was the flagship show for Built yes. in Buffalo. That was the first live show that we ever did when we were just you know we had a very small following back in 2019. So I'm very excited for that. We have a lot of stuff absolutely lined up, dialed in. This isn't one of those times where it's like, yes, it's coming back. And then it kind of like two weeks, we're like, oh, gosh, life happened. But this is set in stone. Me and Akeem have both gotten all of our personal stuff with life and family (laughs) and moving. We've both moved and all this stuff. So um, everything's ready to roll. Um, And I am going to be doing a live postgame show for the Bills um, on Built in Buffalo. So I'm looking very forward to that. So every Every post game, you're going to get super crazy amped up uh, <laughs> slash DM3. Um, so, yeah, so I'm looking That's forward. That's awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. I really, 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 really appreciate you. I really, really appreciate you adding me to the team. Um, I love doing this, and I thank you so much, Dave. I really do. Um, you just you just uh, put me on a different level personally for myself, but um, I really appreciate you. I do. I appreciate you T. I mean, the work that you guys do, the grind that you and Mike both put in, it's, you know, it's insane. Plus you have another podcast with Robin from yes. the fan base. You, you're always doing stuff and you're always consistent and you're always top notch and thank you're you. an amazing person. And I love you to death. So thank you. Thank you so much. So that being said, I don't know how to handle that stuff. So I'm just going <laughs> to, Thank you for coming on again. Thank you guys for listening. This is Not Your Average Podcast in the 716. I'm your host, T. This is T. And I'm with Dave. We are on the Building Buffalo Network. Go over there and check out some amazing content Monday through Sunday, guys. Some bunch of guys are doing some amazing stuff. So go over there and check us out, y'all. Peace out, though. And always, go Bills. Go Bills. This has been Not Your Average Podcast in the 716 with T and Mike, only on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Hey, everything on three. Number three. One on one, one on three, one, two, three. That's your average
me so that gets me going, man. Do me a favor. Say a prayer, the typical one. Go Bills. <laughs>